From the Spinnaker Radio Studios, critics have said he has a face for radio and a voice for silent films, your host, Ben Gordon. All right, guys, what is happening? It is the Doc G Show. How is everybody doing? I'm doing good. With me today is the one, the only, Claude Lathan. Claude, how you doing? I am absolutely terrific. Uh, very happy to be back on the show this week. You doing all right? Yes! You know, man, I, I can't complain. It's a good week. Uh, we got a lot of things going on in the news, man. A lot of stuff just, I mean, flying by on the topical events of the week. Uh, I'm excited. Ready to delve into it. One thing that I've noticed... Uh, the term "fight fire with fire" it's been a been been in the news a lot lately. Have you noticed "fight fire with fire"? Yeah, I uh, I don't know if I agree with the tactic, but it seems like a lot of people are saying it now. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and address this right now. Fighting fire, literally or figuratively, it's a bad idea. I mean, you can fight <laughs> fire with a lot of things, water. Oxygen depletion, chemicals, fire, not one of them. Last time I checked, fire plus fire equals a big-ass fire. So if if you want to jump back into the Wayback Machine with me, the whole idea of fighting fire with fire started by early U.S. settlers who would use controlled burns in dry forest land to avoid a larger, more disastrous natural fire. So they would say, we are going to fight fire with fire. There was one problem. The controlled fire wasn't always controlled, and sometimes they would burn down their town, all their houses and belongings. Wait, what? Now, if we're looking at this figuratively... We have to follow our rules of algebra and grammar. And then we can see that this adage doesn't really work. If you add two negatives together in algebra, you get a bigger negative. And if you use double negatives in English, you fail. So we should know that this axiom is not a good idea. I mean, if this axiom were a good idea, there'd be a pack of matches in every business where there's a fire extinguisher now. And firefighters would walk around with giant flamethrowers, and that's not the way it happens. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're like, yeah, but what about in NBA jams? When the other team (laughs) hits three shots in a row, they're on fire. And to stop them from being on fire, you have to hit a shot yourself. Fight fire with fire. Touche. But also, in that world... That's a world where you see Kevin McHale and Vladi Divot jump 30 feet into the air while simultaneously doing 10 flips, all the while smoke's coming out of their ass. And I watched a lot of Vladi Divot playing in the NBA, and never once did I see him jump higher than 15 inches off the ground. So true. So obviously, laws of nature, they don't actually happen in NBA jam. So general logic cannot apply there. So if you want a 
real world example of fighting fire fire you could perhaps look at uh, the USFL's 1986 fall season when they decided to take on the NFL fall season head on head fight fire with fire if you get time take a look at how that turned out if you're not sure how that turned out um, I'll give you a hint only one of those leagues still exists wait what just just take it just take a hint which one doesn't exist anymore now on the Doc G show we first fight fire with girlish screams and the fetal position and then after that, after we regain consciousness, we talk to that fire. We find out what makes it so hot, why it feels the need to burn everything in its path. We make it realize that no matter how many marshmallows it melts or chimneys it fills with soot, it's not going to make it feel less empty inside. Yes! And you know what? When we're done talking, we've lost a fire and we've gained a friend. So true. Claude, are you ready to gain some friends? I'm more than ready to gain some friends. I, uh, you know, I mentioned last week I'm trying to get some Instagram followers here. So there you, you know, go. The more the merrier. Right? Exactly. We've got a killer show today. We've got a uh, birthday suit. Who's wearing their birthday suit? We've got Rip from the Headlines. We've got a new segment called The Natural Movement. We've got Sports Section. And of course, we've got the Paul Rudd update. We've got it all here. And we've got some, uh, we've got some great things. I'm excited. So let's only get, the best. Let's get right to it. Let's get to uh, birthday suit. Now I'll let you know, uh, Claude. It was tough. I had plenty of, of tempting individuals this this week. Now I'll let you know some of the individuals that I passed up to choose the person I choose. Here's here's some of the people that I passed up. So you know who I had to choose. Well, it's got to be pretty <laughs> impressive. Uh, Let me hear it. Rick James. O M. That that one was almost. Oh man, I I, that would have been hilarious. Exactly. Well, and so I that one I was like, I feel like the the clues that I would give, you know, too many Dave Chappelle clues that would just obviously give it away. Yes. Um, (laughs) Clark Gable, Clark Gable's uh, birthday, February first. Well. Okay. Uh, Lauren Conrad from uh, The Hills and from the Laguna Beach uh, MTV uh-huh. show. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Langston Hughes, famous uh, okay. famous artist there. Uh, Polly Shore. That's right. Polly Shore. Passed up on him big time. Uh, big Boy from Outcast as well. Oh. So, I mean, look, listen to all those names. Those are big time names. So who, a lot of great people, yeah. Who's wearing their talent. birthday suit? It's big time. So let me give you the first clue. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Our birthday suit wearer was born on February 1st, 1987. She was okay. born in Riverside, California, and later moved from California to Jamestown, North Dakota. Later in in life, she would move back to California. She lived her whole life in both California, North Dakota. She, she lived as in past tense? Well, now she lives in California. Okay, so she is, uh, she's not deceased? No. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. No. Uh, and that's, all, that's the only clue you get. California, North Dakota. Born in 1987. <laughs> you got anything? Okay. I've got nothing. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, she's, she's, <laughs> she's fairly young. 
you know that that uh, that's yeah. what I'm trying trying to think of some celebrities that could pop up around that age. Uh, maybe you know clue number two will help me out a little. Uh, bit. I think uh, clue number two will really give it to you. Uh, okay, so we're gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and drop the bomb. Here comes the new segment, guys. Natural mo- uh, natural movement. Are you ready for the natural movement? This is gonna be amazing. I I know exactly. Claude, are you a fan of the environment? I'm a very big fan. You know, I actually, my main job, uh, this is one of my big concentrations. I love the Doc G Show. Right, of course. Uh, my main job is uh, Half Moon Outfitters here in Columbia, South Carolina. And, uh, you know, we, uh, one of our major brands that we carry is uh, Patagonia. And they are very um, environmentally uh, conscious. So we, uh, you know, I appreciate that. Keep up with, you know, what they represent. And it's nice to sell brands. Appreciate it. So, yes. Yeah, there you go. Well, so we're going to go through the natural moment. And uh, so this week, uh, I've got to have a a happy natural moment and a sad natural moment. So I feel like the listeners would like the sad moment first and then be brought back up with the happy moment, you know. Um, So the sad moment, uh, the advocate tree. And I don't know if you've heard of the advocate tree, have you? I had not. I have not. Um, so the advocate tree is in Nicene, uh, or well, yeah, it still is, but uh, is in Nicene Park in California, and uh, it actually fell. Um, the tree uh, toppled over last week during the, uh, the the massive storms that they had, and uh, I know if you're listening, you're like, well, it's one tree. Why, why is that such a big deal? Well, this tree was over a thousand years old. So it predated the Declaration of Independence by at least 700 years, and it was 260 feet tall. That's crazy. It is. I mean, that is impressive. Now, have you ever seen, have you ever been, uh, seen some redwoods in person? I have not. um, You know, they're uh, one of the most beautiful places in South Carolina to visit is uh, Charleston, and they've got some very large and uh, historic trees down there, but, you know, nothing along the lines of 200. Yeah, yeah, one of the most uh, popular down there is the Angel Oak, very impressive tree. Yes, Um, yes. Well, uh, so, you know, uh, Redwoods, the first time I I saw Redwoods is in uh, Muir Woods near uh, San Francisco, and it is ridiculous. Like, you, you don't realize the enormity of these trees until you're standing underneath one looking up at it and you're like i i don't really see the end of it like that i mean you know and when you think about it because you're you're in columbia when you think about it the tallest building in columbia is about 340 feet tall and they're the tallest redwood in the world is 390 feet tall so the tallest that's tree impressive. is 50 feet tall. I mean, if that tree was in downtown Columbia, it would be 50 feet higher than the tallest building. <laughs> Wait, what? That's pretty wow. ridiculous. Pretty you ridiculous. Know, I, I, spent, uh, I spent three months in Wyoming a couple years ago. I worked out on a ranch, and uh, you know they had some pretty large trees uh, in the Shoshone National Forest uh, where I was living. And, um, you know, that still didn't have anything on this. Yeah. And and just so you know, we, we've lost a lot of the giants in our world. There used to be some real giants. So General Sherman is confirmed as the largest uh, tree in the world right now. It's uh, estimated to be 52,500 cubic feet of tree. 
That's pretty huge, right? Um, yeah. They said they, they recorded one back in the 40s that was over 90,000 cubic feet. Of course, that was uh, in the raging of, uh, of the lumber uh, the lumber movement, and we cut it down. But 90,000 feet, cubic feet, I mean, almost two times bigger. And if you ever see a picture of General Sherman, that tree is huge. It is yeah. ridiculous. So uh, I know what you're asking. What's the positive tree, uh, or what's the positive natural moment? The positive natural moment for this week, uh, Manchester, England, which is sort of the epicenter of the industrial movement of the world back in uh, in the 18th century. Uh, it has started a new initiative titled the City of Trees, and it's a plan that will plant 300 million new trees over a 25-year period. Yes! Terrific. Yeah. Why 3 million? Because that's the current population of Manchester. So they want to plant a, a, a tree for every single person that lives in Manchester right now. You know, that's great to hear. I, I wish that more people would jump on this bandwagon. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, you know, in case you're sitting there listening to the uh, podcast right now and you're like, why do I care about trees? Let me just give you a, a little little update of why urban trees are good. Uh, one, they clean the dirty air in the city. They, they filter it. They literally filter the air. They cool the overall temperature of the city. A green city is much cooler than one that has less trees. Uh, they sequester carbon, obviously, which is a necessity. And they reduce the severity of flooding events. Oh, and wow. They always uh, foster biodiversity and, and increase the, uh, the habitats for other animals and other uh, plant life. So you you uh you mentioned carbon you know one tree I'd uh I have to give one tr- uh, tree fact here one tree can absorb as much carbon in a year as a car produces while driving twenty six thousand miles. There you go. Did you know that viewer listener? Huh? You didn't, did you? Now you know a tree <laughs> fact. Claude just busted that tree fact all over your face. Ew. You like Drops it. Drops Mike. Exactly. Well, don't drop it yet, because that was our natural moment. We're getting ready to move on to the ripped from the headlines. Are you ready for some ripped from the headlines, Claude? Let's get ripped. All right. Hey, real quick. Let's hear that. Give it to us. And now, the news. Yeah, there was Jebediah. Thanks, man. Always the heads up from Jeb. All right, so... First off on the rip from the headlines, uh, Vinci Headphones. You ever heard of Vinci? I'm guessing that's how you pronounce it, V-I-N-C-I. Have you ever heard of Vinci? No, today's the first time. Okay, well, they're new headphones. They feature a screen on the outside of the earpiece that's visible to everyone around you. In a review in Forbes magazine, the creator of the headphones said he envisioned the Vinci Headphones as a robot. That sits on your head. <laughs> uh, the Vinci headphones don't need to connect to a smartphone, so they can play things like Spotify, Sirius Radio without having to be connected to a, 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 a phone. And they ha- even have a SIM card like a phone. Uh, the thing that I come back to, though, is the screen on the outside that shows everyone except yourself, since it's stuck to the side of your head, what you're listening to. And let's be honest, there have been several times that you've been jamming out to Cher or Wilson Phillips 
or Backstreet Boys, and someone comes up, it's like, hey man, what are you jamming on? And you're like, no, just some deep cuts of Almond Brothers, Live at the Fillmore stuff, you know, <laughs> whatever. You know what? That's not happening with these headphones. That person is just going to look at the headphones and instantly know that you believe in love after love. And walk Oh, up. man. I don't know if I want people knowing exactly what I'm listening to. I'm, I'm with you. Sometimes I like to jam some to some Britney Spears. I don't something exactly it makes me it makes me happy actually a lot of times that i have that secret when i'm walking around like campus or something like that and i've got my really you know really poppy tunes going on that you'd totally be embarrassed if anybody knew you're listening to but nobody does because that's the beauty of headphones and i'm not wearing my 20 speaker jacket that we talked about last week what so nobody has to know but if i'm wearing these headphones everybody knows just saying but for the listeners out there you got them coming up they're supposed to be out in march so keep a keep a lookout in other news amherst ohio a lorraine woman was arrested after she uh set a man's shirt on fire in a denny's restaurant so after last week we had a guy setting setting on a train and he was set on fire while he was taking what he thought to be a peaceful nap on the G train in Long Island. Now we've got a dude that's being chased around at Denny's near Cleveland getting set on fire. Uh, apparently, according to Amherst uh, uh, police, the assailant was chasing the victim around the restaurant. At one point, she set his T-shirt on fire, police said. Officers eventually arrested the perpetrator for aggravated arson and domestic uh, domestic violence. Uh, once again, I've got several questions. <laughs> of course. First, what are these people wearing that's so flammable? I mean, if she, all she had was a lighter, I feel like you'd have to be standing pretty still to get a fire actually set. Like, how do you set a shirt on fire? Like, I don't... Like that. How, how can you keep the flame next to the person's body long enough to get it to, to spark? Well, exactly. And so not feel it. That's, that's, my next, that's my next question. So they say, you know, the, the cops in this story, it says that, that they came into the restaurant and they see the assailant chasing the victim around the restaurant. And at one point, she set his shirt on fire. And I'm like, was there no point that the cops could have stepped in? They were just watching all of this go on. Like, whoa, she looks really pissed. Yeah, do you want a piece of pie? I hear their apple is killer here. That's like liquid cake, isn't it? Check it out. She just set him on fire. No way. You think we should step in or is it going to work itself out or like you want some chocolate chips in your waffle yeah like what are you guys doing there you're just watching this settle out and she's just sitting there setting his shirt on fire and then my last question is like what did he do to stimulate her to want to set him on fire in fact i can honestly (laughs) say i've never had a moment in my life where I've thought about lighting someone on fire. So true. No. I know that's not the biggest accomplishment in life, but the more these stories keep popping up, I feel like it is a pretty big step in our lives that we have not wanted to set someone on fire. Sad. 
Sad, man. Fun fact, uh, you know, for the listeners, you can actually go to uh, Cleveland um, News 19, and uh, they have the video from the security camera online posted if you want to watch. What? I didn't even yes. know that. I didn't find that along with my update. Jeez. Yeah. What do you, have you have you watched it? I'm watch. I'm trying to watch it right now. It's loading. But, is, uh, is it a little? I'm betting it's going to be a little grainy. You know. Yeah, it's going kind of slow. Well, moving along as we're waiting for the video to load up. Moving along, also ripped from the headlines. GQ recently uh, recently released their new rules of long hair, according to their experts. Uh, Claude, have you ever thought about growing your hair out? I went through a man bun phase. Uh, my roommate, good friend uh, and talented artist Heath Smith, who mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. Um, very uh, acquainted with. Of course, uh, the the uh, the listeners know he is from Big Thunder, Rumblefish. You guys know their music. You have heard it on the show. You are big fans. So yes, look him up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Follow him. Check him out. Uh, he uh, he has a man bun, and I. I've lived with Heath uh, for over a year, and I think, you know, I got man bunitis and decided I wanted to grow my hair out. Um, and I grew it out for probably around five or six, seven months, something like, I don't know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it got pretty long, but not to where I connected. And it got very awkward, and uh, I was getting some weird looks and decided to go ahead and cut it off. And, you know, if I had kept it, I'd have a man bun right now, and it could have been worth it, but well, at the same time... Well, I'm here to tell you, the rules, you you don't want a man bun, okay? I'm just going to let you know that. Um, Well, since I've had long hair for a a very long time, I thought I might need to check these rules out to see how I'm doing, you know, if I'm following. (laughs) So, rule one. Here's rule one. Have a specific cut or goal or era in mind. You need to grow into the goal that you have. Whatever you have, you must have a goal. Don't just aimlessly grow your hair long. So, uh, considering I just decided to grow my hair out 10 years ago and then just never really cut it, I would say I have to fail rule one. I did not have a goal when I was growing it out. Besides, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to cut my hair anymore. That was basically... Has has rule one made you, uh, you know, create a goal? No. No. No, I'm, I'm pretty good with just having my hair long. Uh, that's I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, rule two, consider your face shape. The professionals say that your haircut will either play up or down your facial features. So I, I'm not really sure what type of face I'm rocking. Um, I would guess it's the ugly variety, so I'm not really sure if that fits my hair or not. No, no, don't say that. But for good measure, we'll just say I'm failing that rule, too. I, I, I don't know what it is, but uh, I can't really say. I've never really had my face shape designated. Have you? Do you? I mean, I don't I don't know what type of shapes are out there. I mean, I, I thought there was a general consensus of what most people's faces were shaped, but apparently not. <laughs> People um, like good jawlines. Yeah, that I don't have one of those. So I use a beard <laughs> to cover it up. So that works, you know. Um, rule three, become a grooming minimalist. Finally, a rule that I can get behind. So yes. I, I just recently got a trim, 
And uh, that was the first thing that I'd really done, I guess, like grooming-wise to my hair in the past three years. So I, I passed rule three. I'm, I'm one for three right now, so that's pretty solid. Here we go. Rule four. This, this, one's, this is going to be the killer for you. Find an alternative to the man bun. Apparently, this isn't, this isn't cool anymore. They suggest either tucking it behind your ears or using a bandana. So apparently GQ either wants you to look like the weird guy in the back of the computer science class with the Star Wars t-shirt or Brett Michaels. One of the two. <laughs> um, bad news, GQ. Uh, I wear my man bun pretty much every single day, and I have for the last 10 years. So, sorry. I was wearing it before it was cool and after it was cool. Whatever, right? So, if, in case you guys were out there wondering what you should do with your long hair, those are the four rules that GQ has laid out for you for long hair. Better set those goals. Yeah, exactly. Set them, and uh, set them, and try to try to think how you can meet them. You know, and it's, it's tough. It's basically watching paint dry. That's <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> or in this case, watching hair grow. One and two. Um, so, last from rip from the headlines. This sort of segues us in to our sports section coming up. Um, well, and then we're going to jump back into who's wearing their birthday suit. But this is a segue into sports. Apparently, over the weekend, uh, Kentucky fans at the Kentucky uh, Kansas basketball game they set a new loudest indoor crowd cheer. Uh, with a record of 126.4 decibels. Woo! Yeah. Representative Guinness Book of World Records was there to record it. They recorded it. It was all natural noise, such as cheering and clapping. No digital or artificial noise. I would go out on a limb and say, I guess that was before they lost. So, nice job, (laughs) Kentucky, on breaking a record and losing a game. Good job, guys. Mm, man, good good news, right? In, in informative stuff, totally what the people need to know, right? Exactly. Exactly. So before we take a break, we are going to go back to who's wearing their birthday suit. Are you ready? Yes. Clue number two. I'm here, excited. Here we go. Uh, she took up judo at the age of eleven. And she is the first American woman to earn an Olympic medal in judo. Oh wow! Yeah. Hmm. You know what? Google could Google could help me out here, but I'm not going to do that. No, don't, don't. Yeah, do not cheat. <laughs> now I, uh, go I have ahead and ponder it. Ponder it, and after the third the third clue, I think you'll have it. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. But. We are going to take a break. We are going to hear from the first musical guests that have ever been on the Doc G Show. That would be Big Thunder and the Rumblefish. This is their classic jam, Cruisin'. Keep it locked here on the Doc G Show.
So check this. You telling me you ain't never heard of Doc G? Ha <laughs> Coldest motherfucker around. The Doc G Podcast. Oh yeah, baby. Putting the bass in your funk. This is the Doc G Show. You just heard Big Thunder and the Rumblefish. That was cruising. A little bit of Jake, Jay, Evan, and Heath coming at you. So, let's go ahead and uh, move on here on the Doc G Show, guys. We are going to move on to our sports section of the show. We've got the Super Bowl coming up. Obviously, that's the biggest thing here. Uh, looking towards sports of this week. Super Bowl, Atlanta versus uh, versus New England. Now, uh, something interesting that I think a lot of the viewers might not know, uh, a lot of people have gone ahead and titled this one John Lewis's District versus Putin and Friends. Wait, what? Uh, if you're a tad <laughs> confused, let me explain. So the Atlanta Falcons play in the 5th Congressional District of Georgia, which is the district that John Lewis represents in the House of Representatives. The other team, the Patriots, owned by Robert Kraft. Since Robert Kraft has owned the Patriots, the team has won four Super Bowls. But Robert Kraft only has three Super Bowl rings. Mm. Yeah, why do you ask? Well... Because Vladimir Putin has the other one. Hmm. The reason he has that ring is a tad debated, depending on who you ask. So true. But in my opinion, he has the ring, so he owns the team. So there you go. And when you combine that with the fact that the team has a quarterback and a coach that supported one of Putin's friends, who that you, you arrive at the fact that this is John Lewis's district versus Putin and friends. So let's bum, get... Bum, bum. Yeah, exactly. Let's get down to it. Who you Putin money on, Claude? Okay, I see what you did there. See what I did there? That was the name. I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Your play on words, that's impressive. Thank you. Um, I I have a random jersey. Uh, Matt Ryan jersey appeared in my closet a couple years ago. I have no idea where it came from, whose it was, um, but I still have it. Perhaps a drunken escapade or so, you know? Probably, uh, maybe a Halloween uh, excursion, adventure, something. I'm not sure, but I, uh, I feel almost obligated to root for the Falcons because yeah. I have this random jersey. I like it. I like it. But any, I love any reason love of the, the gameplay. Maybe say that one more time. Any reason of the gameplay? Do you see anything on the field, or is it just all jersey? Are you just feeling the magic of the jersey? I'm feeling the magic of the jersey. Um, I'm hoping the balls um, are up to regulation standards. Um, Wait, what? And I, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be a terrific game. Both teams are extremely hot. Uh, you know, Tom Brady's, if he wins this, I think you have to put him at number one. Whether you like him or hate him, it's like LeBron James. You just got to, you have to appreciate greatness. And if there's one thing the man does, it's win. Um, 
So I, you know, it's going to be a terrific game, but I'm, I think I'm going to go with the Falcons because I, uh, I've got that jersey. I'm going for John Lewis's district. I'm going for the Falcons. Yes! I want it to happen, man. First of all, let's be honest. It's not like the Falcons get here a lot, right? Right. Second of all, I like Julio Jones. You know, he's just he's 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 an awesome receiver. I like I like Matt Ryan. And plus, they've got all the fun people on their sidelines. I don't see Samuel L. Jackson cheering for the Patriots. I don't see <laughs> Jeezy cheering for the Patriots. I don't see Ludacris cheering for the Patriots. That doesn't happen, all right? Who cheers for the Patriots? I don't even know. Do they even have famous people? Wait, what? Um, <laughs> do they also have all the uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon cheers for him. That's right. And uh, the other, all the uh, other Boston actors and actresses, they're they're big into that. Um, but Gronk's, Gronk's party animals. Exactly. He's got a party bus, by the way. Did you know that? That's pretty cool. Yeah, he actually, that's his new uh, business venture. Uh, and since he's injured, he can he can party in it a lot. And apparently he just, like, lets people rent it out. And there's, like, a stripper pole in there. And there's uh, music and all kinds of other stuff that goes on. Gronk's that party bus. Him well. So if you uh, need it for a party, rent it out, you know? So true. Just saying. <laughs> uh, so that's, uh, that's, you heard it here, folks. Uh, Doc G, uh updates uh predictions for the super bowl claude's putting one down on atlanta doc g's putting one down on atlanta that's happening so there you go atlanta's winning basically actually by our track record you can go ahead and bet that uh atlanta won't win basically is what i'm saying uh we're not that great with predictions on this show. Uh, but moving on to the more important thing, the thing that, that Claude does best uh, analyzes the NBA. So let's talk some let's talk some NBA. Well, I don't know if I can say that Claude does that the best. You do so many things. Great, Claude. I don't know if I can say Oh, just man. That. I know. I know. I'm just lavishing you with compliments. It's like you're a fire yeah. right now. I don't know. <laughs> I like how, yeah, you're fighting fire with fire there. I'm fighting fire with talk. Talking love. That's what I'm doing. That's what we do we on go. this show. Uh, so uh, let's get into NBA action. First thing that I want to talk about, uh, LeBron, right? Um, so let me just review a couple things. This is a guy uh, that has said he deserves to be on the Mount Rushmore basketball, i.e. he is one of the four best players ever. This is a man that claimed when he got to Miami that uh, they would win not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, or even seven titles. Uh, while he was there. He said that he believes he doesn't have any rivals, i.e. he's better than anyone else in the league currently, and then comes out last week and says, we need another playmaker. Wait, what? Now, his reasoning is obviously uh, is obvious. They barely beat Golden State last year in the finals, and perhaps if it wasn't for a Draymond Green ejection, they would not have won that, game, uh, that final series. And that team went out and they got one of the best players in the NBA in Kevin Durant. And, you know, but a bunch of people in the media, uh, you got Bomani, Stephen A., Rosillo, uh, they all don't see why when LeBron uh, complained about how they needed another playmaker, uh, they don't see why people were irked by that. And I think it's sort of obvious why people were irked by that. When you call yourself the best player in the world and then uh, say publicly and angrily 
I need help to win the championship when you already have two other all-stars on your team, most people don't have sympathy for that. Yes! Most people say, aren't you the best player in the world? Why don't you do something about it? Because, I mean, if we're choosing the best player in the league by how they determine if they need help winning a championship, I mean, I guess we can say R.C. Buford from San Antonio is the best player in the NBA. But I don't consider that who's the best player in the NBA. Are the fans of the NBA wrong to be tired of hearing this type of complaint from LeBron? I don't think so. I, I don't. You know, LeBron's tricky, man. He is. Uh, he is the reason that the Cavs have the team that they have. He's handpicked his entire team. Uh, been very outspoken about it. I think those are things that he needs to keep um, quiet. You don't have to go to the media so much. I don't know what it is with these old heads coming out. You know, Dwayne Wade in Chicago speaking out, or you know, Melo speaking about uh, his trade stuff. Uh, you know, I LeBron really he just needs to be quiet and play. Uh, last year in the finals, he did he did everything he could to, to bring them uh, you know back in the in Game Seven um, and win that series for him. I. He's done everything that Cleveland's needed him to do, but now he's asking a little bit much of David Griffin. David Griffin is, you know, producing the highest payroll. Um, I mean, this is like major stuff. Um, the highest payroll in the history of the NBA, um, and it's all because of what LeBron wanted. And now because, you know, they just traded for Kyle Korver. I've, I agree. Um, so that's actually an extra all-star if you consider him one still. Yeah. Uh, former one. But, you know, they... I, they they have a great chance. Um, they're obviously probably going to be back in the finals coming out of the East. They have a great chance to uh, to push if it's the Warriors or the Spurs, whoever comes out. I, my prediction was obviously the, the Warriors and the Cavs. Um, but LeBron does need that backup point guard. Shelvin Mack is uh, buried deep down in the bench in Utah. Uh, I think he's being looked at. Um, you know, I don't understand why they haven't uh, brought in Mario Chalmers for a workout or even Norris Cole, um, two of LeBron's former teammates. Um, you think maybe they're doing it out of spite now? I yeah, I don't know. I, I think at some point you have to, it's a tug of war. And I think at some point, you know, the Cavs organization saying, hey, you know, we're going to hold our ground on some stuff. You know, we're going to get the players that we need. But, you know, they turned down the Carmelo trade um, for Kevin Love. And that, you know, that's one of uh, the Banana Boat crew members. So I mean, they uh, he had a chance to play with one of his best friends. I don't think that would have been a good fit. I think Melo's best off getting shipped to the Clippers. But that's a different story. Um, I I don't I don't know if anybody can be really helped by Melo now. Um, no, but uh, no. they're obviously you think they're going to figure this out by the end of the season, right? I definitely see Cleveland making a trade. I'll tell you what they need to do. They need to go look in Chicago, and I'm not talking about their uh, their buddy Dwayne or LeBron's buddy Dwayne Wade. I'm talking about um, maybe look for uh, that backup point guard if Rondo Wait, would be willing what? to uh, accept that role and back up Kyrie Irving. You have a terrific, you know, former All Star NBA champion. Well, let's, um, let's, leader let's zip right into that segue right there. Uh, the Bulls have started to suck. Anybody oh. notice that lately? Um, Ooh, so let me give a little uh, uh, a little synopsis for the listener. Uh, Jimmy Butler and uh, Dwayne Wade came out, uh, and they it was about two weeks ago now, or a week and a half ago, and they said, uh, hey, the young bucks on our team aren't doing their jobs, and guess what? We're not responsible because we've been doing ours. 
Uh, and then Rondo uh, took a little uh, uh, took a little bit from that and said he came out on Instagram said, "Hey, uh, guess what? You guys aren't doing your job. Veterans on my old team they did their job all the time. You guys didn't." And then Taj Gibson came out a little bit after that and said, "Hey, young guys are just mad because they never see Dwayne Wade practice. He never practiced at all." Um, what do you think is going to be the result of this? Hmm. I think Chicago's uh, going to blow the whole thing up. I, I didn't want to see that happen um, at the beginning of the season. I like Jimmy Butler so much as a player. I think that he has a he's a superstar, um, putting up career highs in, in almost every category. Well, I almost thought, you know, in that same realm that you were talking about, LeBron, why has he got to come out and say it? You know, I almost thought that, like, Wade it was a bad influence on Jimmy Butler because I've never heard Jimmy Butler say anything. And then he comes out right. to the media and he's like, oh, is, well, our team doesn't care, blah, 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 and says all this stuff. And I was just like, what? Right. Not these you, are Jimmy. all issues. Yeah, these are all issues that need to they need to remain uh, internal with the organization. And, you know, obviously things get leaked and reporters find stories. Um, everybody's always searching for one. But at, at the end of the day, you have to keep that inside as much as possible. And these players just coming out and speaking out. You know, what Rondo did was it's kind of like, okay, if you kick me, I'm going to kick you. It, it, does it make it any better that Rondo was outspoken? No, in my opinion, it doesn't. But he was 100% correct with what he said. The vets that he had in Boston were different vets than the ones that are in Chicago right now. But, you know, I, I, I think Kevin it, Garnett would not let that happen. I definitely think it looks bad when you're a, a Wade character and you come out. and you, I mean, granted, you got three championships. You, you were awesome on your own. You were awesome with Shaq. You were awesome with LeBron James. But then you come out and you're like, hey, these guys... They're not giving it their all. And you've rested like 12 games this season, and you haven't practiced half of the, half of the practices. Like, yep. I mean, I know you're 35, but come on. He even said, he said, I'm 30. He has a quote. It's like, I'm 35 years old. I'm obviously not practicing every day. I don't, I get that. I, I understand how the league works, and you have to take certain time off and everything. But, you know, for Dwayne Wade to prolong his career, he's been talked about as kind of falling off with injuries the last couple of years, uh, even when LeBron was in Miami. But he's he's got to he's gotta get out on the court and help with these young guys. So That's one thing they've said Rondo's been doing is Rondo, even during the benching, he's been out there helping these young guys so fred hoiberg's gone right i don't you know i i don't think that fred is a bad coach i think this is a bad team for him to coach and i think that if uh chicago was smart they would probably invest more in their young guys i think cleveland like i said could ship to you know an amon shumpert or somebody um and get in like uh maybe inquire about taj gibson he's been a long time bull and you know he's a terrific player he could help them and uh bolster that bench for uh cleveland well as since I, they as, lost the birdman as i've said on 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 the show before i am a bulls fan and i'll, I'll be honest uh, when they got rid of Tom Thibodeau, I was just scratching my head because I was like, right. "This guy's an awesome coach. I don't see what you're doing." I mean, I know they were worried about his all his all offense and thing like that, but like, you know, they could get. It was a- also it was also a power struggle as well. Tom Thibodeau wanted more more power in the organization. He didn't want to just be the coach. Uh, for instance, now his his job in Minnesota, he is pres- uh, president of basketball operations and and the coach, so he Ooh. can do. Kind of like what Stan Van Gundy does in Detroit. Which, in my opinion, makes sense. I mean, you know, it's sort of like you said with Fred Hoiberg. You don't have control of who's there. It's not your guys. It's not these things. Then, 
you know, you can't do anything with it. And that's the thing is his 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 offense was based on spreading people out, shooting the three and passing game. And right. you, you can't do that when you got a guy in Dwayne Wade that never shoots threes and a guy with Rondo that waits until the end of the shot clock to pass to the guy that's open. Yes! So, I mean, it's completely failed when you with the with the company that you got. It's not really his fault. It's, it, yeah, it's proven that Rondo can only play well when he's surrounded by shooters. He has to have people who can space the floor, um, and he's always done well. He can find – he led the league in assists last year. I think it was 11.7 a game, something yeah. like that. He uh, He's terrific, but he, he's got to have shooters, and uh, Chicago has no shooters. They have one shooter, and – his name is uh, Dougie McBuckets, and he cannot play consistent. So if you know, it's just a struggle. All right. Well, let me uh, sum up with, with two other questions. We got to go real quick. We're, we're short on time. Uh, what do you think the number one selling NBA jersey in China is right now? Who that is? NBA jersey. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say. Well, Ejian Leon or Ejian was that his name? He didn't come back this year. Uh, Jeremy Lin, Kobe Bryant, number one <laughs> selling jersey in China right now. You, what do you think number two is? I'm gonna stick with Jeremy Lin. Curry, Steph Curry, number three, MJ, Michael Jordan. That's the three top selling uh, NBA jerseys in China currently. Kobe wow. Bryant, Steph Curry, and then Michael Jordan. I think they offered somebody in uh, China offered Kobe a ridiculous deal to come over and oh, play yeah. in China. Oh when yeah, they they've done it while he was playing in the NBA. After he retired, all the time they just want him yeah. there, man. They they love some Kobe in China. Yeah. Yes! Uh, last question, uh, and let's let's uh, try to keep it short. Warriors aren't going to beat the record they put up last year. Uh, they're already yep. at seven losses unless they go on some just ridiculous like forty game tear. They're not going to beat it. Uh, everybody is saying though how unbeatable they are. They just lost the Heat a little over a week ago. I mean, the Heat. This sounds like a goofy question, but are they better than the Warriors team last year? They could outscore the Warriors team from last year, that's for sure. Their defense has picked it up in the last couple weeks. They uh, they jumped up to number two in the league in, in defensive efficiency, and then they dropped back, but they... Uh, you know, they've got a, a I don't know, man, <laughs> to be honest, it's tough. You lost a great rim protector and Andrew Bogut. Um, your bench is not as deep. You're asking a lot of young guys, uh, rookie Patrick McCall, different people to step in. Um, they're very lucky. David West went there on that bets minimum contract and he says he's not chasing championships. But that's, um, you know, I, I think that we could all see what he's doing there. Um, but I. I don't know if they're better than last year. I'm going to say yes, because when you add Kevin Durant to a team, it's hard to say that uh, that they're not better. But, um, you know, let's let's hope that they're not up 3-1 in any series. <laughs> I, I wonder, man. I wonder. I'm interested to see the playoffs. But we are going to take a break. That is sports. Okay? We will be right back after we take this musical break. We are going to hear from our good friends, Lonely Highway. Once again, this is Take You In, great band from here in Jacksonville. Take a listen, guys. We'll be right back here on the Doc G Show. A 
he left you standing there In the middle of July He didn't give a damn If you made it out alive That's when the tears fell down And I was falling in love You can call it what you like Damsel in distress and Prince Charming Oh, just hear me out tonight It's gonna be a long, cold winter Girl, you know you better Let me take you in And get you out of the cold Let me warm you up Baby, skin to skin I'm a burning flame Feel the heat of my love And all I'm saying took you inside and washed away your pain and he saw us from the room from the room and it about drove him insane oh there's no turning back now baby i'm your man and if you go back to him he'll leave you all alone in the the doc g show you just heard lonely highway take you in awesome jam 
Thanks again to the guys of Lonely Highway for stopping by on the Christmas special. And thanks for uh, letting us play that jam. We appreciate it. So, um, let's get back real quick before we get to our Paul Rudd update. Let's go to who's wearing their birthday suit. I was so enveloped in our convo about sports, I forgot to give you uh, the second or the second clue. So I'm gonna have to give you the second and third clue right now. But good news, I think it'll it'll give it away. Are you ready? I'm ready. I need some more clues because I'm uh, I'm clueless. Oh, well, that's a good movie there. Yeah, right. <laughs> that Paul Rudd. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Fantastic. That was his first big break right there. Clueless. The man. Uh, so uh, here we go. Clue for who's wearing their birthday suit. This is number uh, three, actually. This is the third clue. Um, In 2015, she was the third most searched person on Google in the world. Hmm. Third most searched person in 2015. I'm going to pause for a second. Any idea? She's an Olympic judo medalist, gold medalist. Uh Uh-huh. And third most searched person on Google. Okay, here we go. Uh, yeah, now, I'm not sure now I'm going to give it away right here. She held the bantamweight championship of UFC before eventually losing it in her seventh title defense to Holly Holm. Oh, uh, Rousey. There it is. Hit Ronda the, Rousey. Hit the applause. Hit it. Yes, thank you. It is Ronda Ooh. Rousey. That was close, I was man. Scared. I know. I was scared I wasn't going to get it. I didn't give you a lot of time, though, between the third and fourth, so it was tough for you to digest all of that at once, you know. But, yes, Ronda Rousey. Now, I know what you're saying. If you're out there, you might be like, Rick James? Rick James isn't higher on the list than Ronda Rousey? Big Boy? Mm-hmm. Big Boy isn't higher? Langston Hughes? Oh, regardless of your background, where you come from, who you think should be birthday suit wear, I have been a little unfair to the female gender. So I had to balance it out a little bit more, get some more female uh, um, characteristics or female uh, participants in the birthday suit wearing contest. So, uh, Ronda nice Rousey. But yeah, yeah, well, you know, we try to be we try to be non-gender biased here on the Doc G Show. Um, among many other things. Uh, she was born February 1st, 1987, as I said, in Riverside, California, later moved to uh, North Dakota, then came back to California. Uh, she did uh, win the first ever Olympic medal for an American woman in judo. It was a bronze medal, by the way. And then, of course, she uh, came to fame in the UFC, uh, a very big fame, and, and she's dug herself in a little bit of a hole. I don't know if she will ever get out of as far as competitive fighting right now. But regardless, it's her birthday, so she needs to live it up. Right. You know? Happy happy birthday to Rhonda. Exactly. Big Rhonda, you party it out. <laughs> you know, just just throw that out there. There you go, Rhonda. Um, so it's time for the Paul Rudd update. Claude, let me let me ask you something. Do you have your tickets? I'm waiting on them right now. The tickets for the Paul Rudd All Star Bowling Benefit? Wait, what? Oh man, that sounds absolutely awesome. That's right. Paul Rudd has an all-star bowling benefit, and it's coming up. It's coming up on February 15th. 
the Paul all uh, the Paul Rudd All Star Bowling Benefit is a benefit that raises crucial funds for Camp Say, which is a stuttering association for the young. Uh, camp that helps kids who stutter deal with their disability. Apparently, in one of Paul Rudd's early works, he played a kid with a stutter, and he visited the kids of Camp Say, really really started to feel, made a connection with these kids. And of course, as, as the kick-A guy that Paul Rudd is, he was like, I gotta help these kids out. You know what? I'm gonna help these kids out. And as a result, he started the Paul Rudd All-Star Bowling Benefit. Apparently, the way he decided uh, bowling, uh, or decided the reason why he decided on bowling was because when he was hanging out with the kids at Camp Say, one of the things they did, they bowled together. So true. So this is the uh, fifth year of the All-Star Bowling Benefit. The benefit is uh, being held at Lucky Strike Lanes in New York. Have you ever been to Lucky Strikes, Claude? I have not. I, uh, I've been bowling in New York. My sister lives in, in Brooklyn, but I, I've not been there. Well, I I haven't been to the uh, New York uh, destination of Lucky Strikes, and I actually haven't been to any of the destinations of Lucky Strike. There are many of the uh, Lucky Strikes throughout the country, but one of my bro jamas used to work at the Lucky Strikes in Miami. Uh, me and my brother used to go to a place called Presto's on South Beach, which was awesome. Yeah. Used to love it. Uh, and we got to know one of the chefs there. And uh, we called him Slayer because he pretty much always wore a Slayer t-shirt, the band. <laughs> and uh, one time when we were talking to him, he brought up that he also worked at Lucky Strikes and that we should go there sometime. We never did. But, I mean, when I hear that Paul Rudd's all-star bowling benefit was at Lucky is is going to be at Lucky Strikes. I imagine my bro serving him up some sweet grub to Paul Rudd. Even though the benefits in New York and he worked at the Miami one, it's fine. That's what I still imagine. That's what I'm saying. In his in his Slayer shirt. Exactly. Going to and you know what? Because Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd, I'm sure he'd be fine with that Slayer shirt. He'd probably mention oh, yeah. it. Amen. <laughs> Definitely. Paul Rudd, just doing great things out there. So if you have time, you're in the New York area, February 15th, go check it out. Hang out with some popular people, eat some great food, and bowl for Camp Say. You know what I'm saying? Yes! Uh, Claude, it's about that time. Have you had a good show, man? It's been absolutely great being here, man. Um, thanks for having me on. Of course, man. We do this every week, and of course, this is a classic Doc G show, and I'm sorry it has to end, but it does. Uh, with me has been Claude Lathan. Claude? Thank you. Thank you, man. Uh, y'all are great. Everybody uh, have a safe week. There you go. And as always, I am Doc G, and until next time, zip it up and zip it out.